All right, everyone, welcome to the SEO versus, sorry, SEO, the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO podcast. Uh, we're going to be discussing White Hat uh, and Black Hat SEO tactics that are currently working for 2017. With me today, I have Josh Bashinsky. He's uh, very, uh, very intelligent when it comes to SEO. He's got some of the top videos on YouTube right now when it comes to SEO. He's got uh, thousands and thousands, I think 10,000 subscribers right now on YouTube, which is uh, which is pretty spectacular for the SEO industry because uh, on YouTube uh, there isn't a lot going on in terms of SEO. There's a couple of big players and Josh is one of them. So, uh, so yeah, Josh, I'm happy to have you on here. This is uh, pretty exciting. We're doing episode one. That's right. Thank you very much, Chase. And in the uh, Black Hat versus White Hat SEO show, as Chase mentioned, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll switch every week to week. We can do that. But I guess for now, I'm going to play the role of the white hat seo and in the debate we're not not so much debating in the discussion chase is going to play the uh the role of the black hat seo if you will and we might have mild debating regarding the black blackishness hat and the whitishness hat of the seo nishnessness well, I was actually under the impression, Josh, that we would be switching in between. Um, I'm going to yeah. be definitely discussing the things that are going to be going on for Black Hat, like uh, things that I've been noticing people are doing. Like, for instance, one of the things that's big right now, it seems like people are trying to buy expired domains and uh, yes. and, and then take those and uh, use 301s for uh, existing links going into those domains to uh, domains they're trying to rank. But I still, wanna, I still do want to comment on some things that are going on uh, in terms of White Hat. No, I think, uh, you're not allowed. Yeah. You're the black hat. All you can do uh -huh. is black hat stuff. No, of course you can do that. That's fine. Cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so let's start with uh, let's start with white hat. I know you know a lot about what's going on in terms of white hat. You definitely outline it a lot in your uh, in your SEO 2017 complete guide. And if you guys haven't seen this yet, you should definitely check it out. Josh talks a lot about um, some of the new updates like Rank Brain. So. Uh, so in terms of that, Josh, what do you, uh, what do you think is really working these days? Um, it's really interesting. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been preaching this for years, you know, because I've been listening to John Mueller. I've been getting leaks from Google employees. I've been reading between the lines. And I, I see the way they're going and the way they're going. That the AI is their, their primary thing they're doing now. I mean, uh, uh, the old guard, Matt Cutts quit. He's no longer with Google, right? Anyone who's been in SEO for, for a few years now is going to know this. Uh, Amit Singh All, who was the head of search for many, many years, uh, uh, is now retired or quit or moved on to something else. And John, Gian Andre, I think is how you pronounce his last name, who was their head of AI, who was essentially the guy who's responsible, I suppose, for Rank Brain. He's the, he was their head of artificial intelligence. He's now the head of search. And we don't know who the head of web spam is. They won't report that name. But a little birdie told me, I had a little leak, that actually it might be someone by the name of Paul Har. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just heard that uh, somewhere. It could be true. Maybe, maybe not. I won't stand behind it. But I have uh, some information that tells me that. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, so there's a little secret for you. But, and so anyway, the point is that, and Miley Oye, another really good Google employee who's really good for leaks, and she's not even in part of the web spam team. She's a programs tech lead. It's, I believe that's her official title. And um, she uh, just recently uh, presented at a conference, and, and she said, our motto used to be mobile first, but they're even past that. Now their new motto is, is AI first. So everything they're doing, they want AI to be first. And that's going to structure everything. It's going gonna, it's gonna to inform everything that's going on with Google. So that means that they're, uh, they're watching clicks. They're watching what people are doing. They're watching what you search. They're watching what you click on. They're watching how deep you go in. And they're trying to determine whether or not you're satisfied with that search slash what that, that entity means, right? Because if someone searches for, I don't know, Pokemon Go, you know, RankBrain, their artificial intelligence, has no idea what Pokemon Go is. Right? They have no idea. It, it, it's, it's an artificial intelligence. It's not a human being. So what they do is to figure out what this, like, let's say it's a new, a newly, uh, let's say no one had ever searched for Pokemon Go before. The first time search for, someone searched for Pokemon Go, RankBrain watched what they clicked and where they ended up to get a rough idea what the heck this query means slash what the user wants. Which if you think about it, 
means all the same thing to them, right? Like, what do you want it? What do you want us to give you? They're kind of saying, like, what? What do you want, right? So, so that is where they're going big time in 2017. And that's, I mean, I think white hat or black hat, you have to keep that in mind about how that's moving forward in 2017. The other really important thing that you mentioned to me that I didn't really think was a big deal, and I still don't think it's a huge deal, but I'm starting to see, because uh, I do audits every day. I do audits of websites every day. If, you're, if your website's having trouble ranking, here's a, here's a sales pitch for you. Ding. <laughs> if, you're, if your website's having trouble ranking, or if uh, uh, you can't rank, or, or you want to know how to rank, you want to know the secrets and the tips or what's going on right now, you can pay me. I'll give you an audit, blah, 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 blah. Now, I do audits every day for customers. And so I get a huge amount of websites to play with and data of what's going on in every conceivable niche, black hat, white hat, local, global, English, non-English. I, I do it all, right? And the thing I'm noticing is that very recently, as, as you know, Chase, because you're the one who mentioned it to me recently, Google has moved to the mobile first, or they're in the process of moving to the mobile first um, uh, 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 indexing uh, method methodology. So what, what does that mean? Well, currently, or previously, the Google index of websites was the desktop version, and then they made some modifications to rank you for mobile. Now, because more than 50% of their traffic of searchers is on a mobile device, they've decided that it would be much easier and uh, uh, much faster, probably, if their Google bot instead searched with the user agent of a mobile device. What does that mean? That means your web server is going to see that user agent mobile. It's going to go, oh, OK, you want the mobile version of the site, if such a thing exists. So if you've gone and actually made a mobile version of the site, that means that it's going that mobile version of the site is going to get served to Google instead of your desktop version. This also means that if you are, um, they never told us what what actual dimensions Chrome renders on, at, at uh, because it doesn't actually render in any dimension, uh, or at least it's not supposed to render in any dimension, right? Whenever anyone's asked about Googlebot and says, what does it see? What does Googlebot see? They say it doesn't see anything. It's a program. It just parses in the information, and then we parse that through our, our indexing processes and our, uh, our, our entity database and our, our latent semantic index, et cetera, et cetera. So they parse out all the entities they can find in it, make a huge entity database of who, what, where, when, and how, owned by whom, et cetera, et cetera. But, but the thing is, though, I don't think it's true, because if you look in Search Console in the Fetch and Render screen, it'll show you what Googlebot sees, so to speak, right? So I don't know. That's a, that'd be a very good question for Google that I might ask them the next time I'm there, But uh, and which is coming up, by the way. And for Wait. anyone who wants me to ask Google a question uh, and maybe get an answer that you normally wouldn't get, now will be the time to send me emails, and now will be the time to send Chase or I messages uh, about what you want me to ask. Because every year, and I hope John Mueller's not listening, and I hope he's not going to get angry for me saying this, I'm almost certain he's not listening. But every year around December 29th, John Mueller usually has a hangout uh, because he's in the Christmas spirit or whatever it is. And he, he, in the last two or three years, sub subsequently, he has had an extra half hour to a whole hour off camera where he really spills the beans and really because he thinks he's talking with SEOs you know, who are all in the cool club, he has actually historically spilled quite a lot of information in these things. Um, uh, and if you've been watching my videos for a while, you know that every year he does this. So I'm planning on being at that Hangout and doing whatever I can to make sure I'm in that thing. And, uh, and if you have any questions you want me to ask him, uh, go ahead and email them to me. I can't guarantee that, A, I will ask him, the, uh, ask him those questions because they just might be too rude to ask. There's a certain protocol. It's like approaching the king. It's like it's like on Netflix's Marco Polo and approaching approaching the con. There's only so many things you can ask this guy before he cuts your head off, right? Wait, hold on here though, Josh. I feel like we're getting a little bit off topic. I mean, you've been you've Who, been me? saying some we we've you've been saying some really good points. Rank brain's huge right now. So like yes. I feel like what people are kind of moving out of is you from user experience to user intent or sorry, user experience and sorry, I'm getting feedback right now, so it's kind of echoing and it's hard to concentrate. Um, 
basically, I think what we're covering is that user experience and user intent are huge. So instead of going for links just to get your content in front of people and get your rankings up there, right, so that you can just give people whatever you're trying to sell, it's more into uh, what can you actually give these people that they are intending to find, and then what can you do in order to improve their experience to find it and to get what they're looking for off your website. So I think uh, in terms of White Hat SEO, that's kind of like one of the big things right now, and that's kind of what we're moving towards, right? With RankBrain probably slowly getting the dial turned up where eventually it's probably gonna be all user experience, all user intent, and bar barely any link signals. Because even you yourself, Josh, you say uh, links, you're, you've been able to rank links, uh, links uh, websites with very few amount of links, isn't that correct? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I, I know of another other people actually in the Black Hat community who do the exact same thing. Um, that's a matter of, of getting the right semantic in your domain name. And, and again, really doubling down on what you just talked about and making sure you are giving them exactly what they're looking for. Typically, you have to be at the laser edge of the sales funnel right at the very end when they have a credit card in hand. Um, and I get conversion rates on those sites like 60 or 70 percent. But you know, very few searches because it's very less, more or less people. But but that's what you've got to kind of do. Um, and if if RankBrain sees that this is exactly what people want, and you give it to them, they'll do it. Uh, yeah. Right, so, I mean, RankBrain is important for 2017. Anyway, sorry. My point was for the mobile index because I was explaining what that was for people. So the mobile index, Google is going to get the mobile version of your website and, and serve that. Here's the changes that makes, then I'll, to, to bottom line it for you. Here's the changes that makes. So previously, you weren't allowed or it was a bad idea to have content hidden in tabs or like CSS hidden divs or whatnot uh, 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 because that, uh, not that that was a penalty or a problem, but because they wouldn't rank the page for that content. If you wanted to rank it for that content, it had to be visible to Google. thats I don't think that's going to be the case anymore because they made two announcements. One, John Mueller announced that that doesn't matter for mobile. Mobile is going to read the entire page. And then like a, literally like a week later, they announced they're doing the mobile first index. And so that means that the Googlebot now is going to read the entire page because they're, so they're serving up the mobile version, and that's what they're ranking you on is the mobile version, right? So they're going to read the entire page. Whatever's in tabs doesn't matter anymore, I'm assuming, because that, that was a very, like, literally one or two weeks between that announcement. I'm assuming it didn't change that quickly. And I'm assuming this is the reason why. It's almost like Google is backtracking a bit. And it's like, we're going to backtrack on some of our really complex and, and nuanced uh, algorithms that will uh, analyze the page design and things like that. We're just going to read the whole thing, get a semantic laden index for it, put it up there, and if rank brain and just do A/B tests, and if people click on it and they like it, great, it stays there, or and it even goes higher. If people don't click on it and like it, well then we'll, just, we'll put it on page four. It looks to me like they're all could almost go that route. So it's almost simpler in a way until rank brain ramps up, and then it'll be more complex. Well, I don't see why they wouldn't, because if you look at YouTube's algorithm, which is Google, their top ranking factors are engagement. So how long people are spending on the video, what the average session duration is, what the uh, uh, what the user signals are like. So are they liking? Are they disliking it? Are they sharing it? Are they commenting? Is there dislikes? So I mean, I don't see why Google wouldn't be using that same sort of method for their own organic search results, whether people are pogo sticking back to the different search results because they're not getting what they're looking for. And this is, this also involves uh, local businesses. So like, if there, if people are calling a local business with the call call to action, the call button, you know, off their mobile phone or even going to the website, and then they're going back and then calling other businesses then that's probably a sign that the last business that they're calling is pretty much giving them what they're what they want. I mean this has this also needs to be taken consideration into different uh, industries like where people get price quotes and whatnot. but it really shows after you get a certain amount of data, which Google can see, oh, yeah. uh, if people are converting or not. I mean Google can figure these things out. They, uh, the lead of the search team, I said this just previously in one of my other videos, I forget his name. You probably know his name. It's really hard to pronounce. He's like this Indian guy who's like super. He's from the AI team, and I think mm -hmm. I might have actually heard that from you. I don't know who I heard that from, but uh, he he says that the Google search algorithm right now has the intelligence of like a 13 year old, 
and he expects in the future, based off all the uh, changes they're making, this is the guy who's from the lead guy from the uh, AI team that switched over, who's now the lead guy at the search uh, team. And he's saying that it's going to have like the intelligence of like a, of an adult in the future, in the near future. So what does that mean? That means that it's going to be understand what one people what people are looking for, so user intent, and then understand the experience that they're having. So all these people who are saying, well, no, we need to keep getting links. Links are still the most important thing in 2017. They might be still the most important thing, but really what it's going to come down to in the future is what these people are actually looking for. So if people are looking for uh, Panda Bear, or if they're looking for Panda, the new song by this rap guy, it doesn't matter how many links you get for Panda Bear. You're not going to show up for Panda because everybody's looking for the song. Right. So it doesn't matter if you're spending all this time trying to build links to things that people don't actually want. So, I mean, links still matter, but not in the sense that people are using them to rank their sites with like PBNs. People are still using PBNs. If you go on YouTube and look up like SEO tutorials for 2017, people are still using private blog networks. And it's like, why dude? Like even with the new update that Google just released, um, it's the new penguin update. Uh, they can tell PBNs like way better now. And, and for people who have PBNs and they're spending all this time because it takes a long time to create all these PBNs, they're just going to get completely left in the dust because that's all the assets they have. All the content and the skyscraper articles that they could have been creating and all this like huge social media presences, uh, presence that they could create is just going to be completely non-existent because they spent all this time building links. That That's true. And, and, and ironically, that's, that's an argument actually that Matt Cutts made a few years ago is that and that's exactly what they want to do is that they want to make black hat SEO economically unfeasible that it the return on investment for it just goes down and down and down but speaking of which and that's why it sucks now it's your turn <laughs> speaking of which uh, what's new in the blackout world then so we should say some stuff that's new in the blackout world oh and I noticed that the camera focus is just on yourself and you I mean you're a handsome young guy so that's fine but but people no, might not be true get, get if you look at the just you, you look at the live feed. If you look at the live feed right now, it is actually on um, you and then me at transitions. I oh. think you're just looking at it from the hangout, and then you'll see that if you deselect me, it'll actually go in between. I didn't um, know I had deselected. <laughs> uh, but if you press, if you check out the URL right now, it's switching in between us. Sweet. Um, so for Black Hat, I actually created a uh, a complete guide for Black Hat SEO, kind of as a joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I talked about all the different things that are going on for Black Hat SEO, and uh, one of the big things is PBNs. That's what I see is most common. Um, people just creating all these link farms, buying links off of Fiverr, buying links off of uh, you know sketchy websites. Still thinking that you know this is going to be something that's uh, going to continue to help them rank in the future. And like I said, it might help them rank right now, but you can literally. If you do an audit on somebody else's website, say you're trying to rank for local, you can literally uh, just do like a uh, open site, plug them into Open Site Explorer or SEMrush, and if and if you find out that they're doing PBNs, you can report them to Google and get their get them delisted off of Google. Uh -huh. I mean, it's not it's not hard to do, nope. and it's not hard to identify either. So, nope. <laughs> and that's and that's that's considering that these people even uh, get past Google's algorithm. So right. like. So you, so you have to consider like these uh, PBNs work, but it's just not worth it. And so another thing that I've been seeing is uh, well, wait, aren't you the black hat guy? Well, no, I'm I'm the black I'm the I'm the PBNs the only way to do black hat. Well, okay, so in a way, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, like even if I were to say that black hat SEO was the way to go and PBNs were the way to go. Um, I just I I still cannot get past the fact that you're that I would uh, that you'd be just wasting so much time. Like even as a black hat, if I were to go into black hat, I wouldn't go PBNs. How would you do it then? Um, okay, so if I were to go black hat, that's a good question. Um, it would probably be a lot of automation. So, uh, so I think what I would do is I would probably do like the wayback machine method. And what that is, is there's like scrapers out there that'll let you go into websites that are no longer on the web. And you can take that content and plug it into uh, something like Copyscape and see if that content exists anywhere else. And if it doesn't, you can take that content 
and republish it to a website and create a huge amount of content based off of content that was already on similar websites in the past that no longer exist. And but even then, I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> and where does the, so where are the link juice? So if you're not going to do, so assuming that links are still going to be important moving forward, which I, you know, of course they are. I say not, I do rank sites without links, uh, it's it sparingly, occasionally. And um, I, I'd say links are the last thing you should try to get because they can be risky, especially if you're trying to fake that signal. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, there's going to be some niches where you're going to need links. It's just the way it is. And I think the black ass side of things would even more uh, righteously say that's the case and more loudly say that's the case. So, so if you're not going to do PBNs, where, where would you get your links? How would you do your linking? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I've been finding through all the ex uh, experimenting that I've been doing that you can get a good amount of links, uh, not just from other people, but from your own content. So a good example of this is when I actually was able to rank uh, a website or at least a page for local um, around a query that isn't even existing on the page. It used to exist, but because I created so much, so many internal links throughout my website, and this is actually called siloing. Um, for those of you who don't know, I know Josh knows. Um, and what that means is you, you take your site infrastructure, you create uh, uh, an infrastructure that makes sense. So you create your hierarchy where you're, you have your home page or whatever main page you're trying to rank. Then you have sub pages that are being linked to from sub pages that are further down along the line. And you create a link structure that all points back to the main page. And so if you do enough of these and you have enough content that's starting to get page authority and perhaps links from other parts of your site or maybe even picking up links or social signals um, from the sharing that you do, you can actually end up passing a lot of, not page rank, because page rank isn't actually a quote unquote thing anymore, but we'll just say page authority. But it is page uh, rank. Even though they don't is, say page rank anymore, it's still page rank. It is page rank, but the thing is, is that you can't actually see page rank. You can see page authority, because Moz actually has an algorithm for it. Right. Because you can't, uh, Google took away the ability to see page rank, which is disappointing, because it was something uh, people were abusing as like a way to say this is how you should rank. But it was a nice way to say, this is the benchmark. You know, This is how we can kind of measure what's going on. Um, so I just use page authority now. But uh, so yeah, yeah so you can to actually. To be clear, sorry, Chase, to be clear, page authority is Moz's terminology. That's not what Google calls it. And it's kind of funny when a lot of people go on to John Mueller's Hangouts or try to talk with Google at conferences and says, you know, how do I get my page authority up? And they're like, we don't even know what page authority is. What are you, what are you talking about? Right? <laughs> And so, so then you could say, you could use Google's terminology and say, well, how do I increase my page rank? But then they won't answer that question either because they're like, well, then you shouldn't be trying to manipulate the algorithms and blah, 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 blah. But page rank is what Google called it and what they, what they call it. Page authority and domain authority are just Moz's, Moz's terminology. Uh, and, and believe it or not, Moz and Google are not the same company. <laughs> Some people mess this up in their head. So I, I cut mean, you off. Sorry, keep going. No, that's okay. I thought I had my mic on, my mic on mute. Sorry if you could hear my carrots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> carrots. <laughs> um, yeah, but what I was saying is that you can actually, if you were to do Black Hat, and I'm just saying theoretically because I don't actually do this, but I know it would work because I see people doing it. Um, you can actually create this site hierarchy where you have all this content you're posting constantly that's basically repurposed content that no longer exists on other people's sites, but it did exist at one point. Um, and you can take that and create link silos in your site. And then at the same time, you could do some sort of automated outreach where you could be doing automation across all these different platforms, whether you'd be using like Pitchbox or uh, whatever, social media automation, like all the different tools I cover. Um, I actually have them all listed in this uh, Black Hat guide if you guys want to have the link, I'll leave that in the description. Um, and you can actually uh, get people to start linking to that content, which you would then be linking to your main content that you're trying to rank. Um, and then you would also be uh, diversifying all your different backlink anchor tags to your main uh, uh, link silos. So like if it was your homepage. And so what I actually did is I, uh, the way I ranked the, um, the homepage that I'm talking about um, for SEO uh, in a certain city is that I created all these other pages that siloed back to the main page. And now the page has nothing to do with SEO, but it's ranking for like a keyword with three, uh, 200 monthly searches. Um, and it has literally nothing, no title tag, no header tags, 
no content about what I'm getting rankings for, and it all has to do with the internal linking that I'm doing. And the fact that uh, that I, I would think the the uh, fact that the fact that people who who are searching for that does it have anything to do with that topic, or just doesn't mention the topic anywhere? It literally has nothing to do with the topic. It has completely changed to a completely different service, um, and it it has nothing to do with it. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, so I, I find that interesting. Of course, I've heard of people doing this uh, for 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 years, actually where they would rank uh, a page just based on links uh, uh, that had nothing to do with topic X, Y, Z. Uh, as far as I know, that doesn't work anymore long term because eventually RankBrain figures out that people who are looking for X, Y, Z go there and bounce back and click something else. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, though, how long that would stay there for. Yeah, and I think, uh, like I was saying before, I think as RankBrain gets turned up more, right Right now RankBrain is probably like, what, 10, 20% of the algorithm on Google, and then on YouTube, uh, it's probably like 80%. So you can see that they're already incorporating it with their other products, but it's hard to just turn up a uh, dial on RankBrain, in my opinion, and I might be off on the percentages, but it's hard to turn up the RankBrain dial on Google, in my opinion, for organic, because there's all these businesses that... Uh, that would be taking a serious hit if they hit if they if they turned up rank brain that much because that's kind of a huge risk to say that their AI is going to be completely determining whether or not these people should be getting rankings just based off of clicks because that can be hugely manipulated whether it be through um, automate automated uh, queries through uh, different uh, methods like uh, you know bot networks or through automated clicks through different IP addresses um, so. I think that I think that we're going in the right direction in terms of uh, uh, Google's uh, rank brain algorithm, but I don't think that it is to the point where links aren't still the main ranking factor. Um, I don't know. I I, I I I agree with most of what you're saying, but I I, I think that rank brain is a little bit higher. I'd say it's probably around fifty percent of the algorithm in some cases right now. Um, uh, I see some uh, like if you watch my 2017 video, I don't know if you remember when you, when you saw it. Uh, I I have a, a, a SERP that you can look at and see where there's no other information about this page putting it there except for Rank Brain, or very few other pieces of information other than the content and links pointing to it. But but it keeps moving up uh, over time, and I think that's solely from Rank Brain moving it up. Um, but you're right; they can't completely just use Rank Brain yet. Uh, there has to be links involved. There has to be quality algorithms involved, just to just to look at static stuff that they just think is crap. But moving to the mobile first index, that could change a lot of those things, uh, because now they're just reading the mobile version of the page. Um, by the way, I didn't mention before for anyone listening, the upshot of that discussion is that if you're serving different content for mobile and desktop, that could be a problem because realize they're going to start ranking you on mobile and not the desktop content. So you might see your ranking changes because of this. And so anyone who's just using um, uh, 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 rendering the page so that when you when you bring the 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 design down, it scales. Anyone who's doing any kind of tricks like that in CSS, um, it starts with an R. It's just escaping my head just for the moment. What the hell that's called? I'll think of it. Responsive. That's what it is. Responsive. Oh, anyone yeah. using responsive? I always forget that word too for some reason. I wanted to call it related or something for some anyone who's related yeah. to design. I, don't know, I haven't had enough beers yet today. Anyone, it's called responsive design. Anyone's using responsive design for their mobile should be fine, because th that same content, the same text, the same HTML gets served to desktop or mobile. It's the same thing. It just renders differently in different width of browsers, and you can even test it if you have your Chrome window and you want to see your your mobile site. You just grab. You just Minimize your window so it's not like taking the full screen and you grab the bottom right edge of it and just drag it over And it'll automatically change it to what your mobile should look like if you're using responsive design You can also do uh, on Mac. It's control command alt I and you'll get the developer suite uh, Which is really cool. It'll uh, I don't know what it is on you use Windows, right? What is it on Windows? Do you know? Um, control for, shift I? Uh, for, for what for what again for the developer suite in Chrome Oh, um, I don't use shortcuts. I just use the inspect elements. Yeah, the same thing. It's the same deal. Um, and you you get the inspect the elements. You can look at all the HTML and what's firing. You can see the JavaScript errors. There's something very important sometimes. Control Shift I. Yeah, Control Shift I. Right on on Windows and it's it's Command uh, Option I on Mac. 
It'll also go, you can choose iPhone 5, iPhone 6, Android, different versions of it, right? Uh, and it'll tell you what, how to respond on mobile. You can even throttle the bandwidth of the page to do bandwidth, uh, like an approximation. You can put it down to 3G or 2G, and you'll see how slow it actually loads for someone who's walking around the street. That can be very eye-opening as well. And that's all going to be very, very important when they switch to the mobile first index. Of course, they're going to speed, they're going to crawl at the speed of Google. Right. Which is pretty darn fast, but any users that get the mobile version is still going to get the the speed issue, and all the mobile issues like having mobile rendering errors are going to be a much bigger deal, and the mobile speed is going to be a much bigger deal as well. So okay. is it time to move on to a uh, next segment that we have? We have a bunch of segments here, like uh, which one is better, black hat or white hat? We could have a little debate. Yeah. Um, okay. It so really the debate is this: yeah. what, what is better to get? Offsite references, offsite links, mentions, text mentions, or or uh, or no follow links. Which one is better, black hat or white hat? Who wants to go first? <laughs> oh man, um, I, I can go first. Yeah, I've been starting it off. You go ahead. All right. So uh, uh, because this week I'm taking the position of the white hat, so I'll give the white hat position. So this is the oldie classic white hat position for this argument. It's well, if you build a quality site. And you provide such a lovely resource <laughs> that people, out of the kindness of their hearts, will be compelled. They will feel the spirit of Christmas right over here, right there. There's the spirit of Christmas. They'll feel that, <laughs> and they will make, they will share your site on social, and they will make you links on their blog, which of course everyone runs a blog, right? It's still 2008. Everyone runs a blog, <laughs> and they'll make your HTML link on their mobile phone. And because you know, there's tons of HTML editors for mobile phones, of course, and they will make all these links. And sometime a newspaper will see how you're awesome and pick you pick you up and make a news article about you. And maybe a university will say, "Hey, you're great. This study is awesome," and make a post about you. And uh, you know these these kinds of things happen organically in in the web ecosystem. Um, so that's the white whitest of the white hat arguments for for white hat links. Of course, I'd be remiss. If I didn't include people emailing out or asking for links, that technically is not white hat. That if in the strictest definition, that's black hat. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you continue, so in Webmaster guidelines, they actually say don't ask for links, right? That's against web, and th and that's where your point comes in. Like, hey, look, like the whitest of white hats say, like, hey, don't look for, don't ask for links, just get them, right? But right. Google doesn't say anything against offering your page as a resource without asking for a link. So saying right. like, hey. Uh, I saw that you know maybe like broken link building is still a thing. So like if somebody's missing like a, a resource on their page, you can point that out and say, hey, look, you might be you know more interested in pointing to or uh, uh, listing a page that's related to this because I saw that you were uh, missing a link here, um, but not actually asking for a link. And the same thing goes with like um, you know getting guest contributions to your website, saying, hey, I'm gonna be putting together a post. I'd like to see if you'd want to add your tip or trick to it. So that's why expert roundups work so well, and getting uh, people to link to your article after you release it because they're going to be in it. So there's all these ways around it to yeah. actually like indirect. It's ba white hat SEO these days is basically being really indirect with how you're asking for links. <laughs> right, right. Being really passive aggressive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really nice if you know maybe there was some attribution on your site. Don't say the word link anywhere, right? You know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you black hats would say pitch to all that. Yeah, so black hat would be like, hey, let's do whatever we can to directly ask people for links and spam the heck out of everybody with a ton of automation and uh, and pretty much anything we can do to join giant link, link networks and um, huge communities that are willing to link to us just by asking for it. Now, I would, of course, say that the white hat way of doing it is better because it makes you less susceptible to Google penalties, uh, algorithmic demotions. It makes you less susceptible to your competitors finding your PBN and writing you out. It makes you less susceptible to, uh, if there's less uh, crooked stuff in your history to find, uh, it makes you less susceptible to, to uh, Google finding out and giving you kinds of issues. And what would your right. your black hat response to that be? Which given given remember at the beginning of this uh, podcast or video podcast, you basically already admitted my position was correct. So now right, let's right, see right. 
right, how, so, how skilled a debater you can be. So we actually even have a comment. And turn around and say, well. We actually already have a comment saying uh, from uh, NMR2067, he he's, he wants to know anything you're doing to relate your uh, to rank your site is black in black hat. I don't really believe in white hat SEO, um, which is funny. I and I get a lot of responses from people uh, in 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 all the SEO communities that you shouldn't be just doing only white hat. You should be spending some of your time doing black hat because like who's going to find out anyways, right? Um, that's the that's the conception. And right. so the other conception, like the rebuttal to your uh, to what you were saying, if I were to be in the black hat position, would be to say, um, look, uh, white hat takes too long. There's some things you can do for black hat where it would be like, you know, you can go out and do this automation and not really get caught. Like you can get links from um, from people through direct outreach and like direct link uh, or going to uh, different networks of people who would be willing to link to your stuff who have related blogs that would never you would never be able to actually get a penalty for these things which in some sense is correct but the problem and so this is the rebuttal to that the problem with that is that when you spend your time trying to get rankings because of your links it's almost like when an entrepreneur goes out and starts to be successful. Anytime starts, somebody start, uh, starts to be successful, they don't spend as much time trying to be successful in other categories because they're just going to be pursuing what's already working. So if you're getting rankings based off links, and then a year later or six months later, Google's like, well, rank brains are full algorithm. Uh, the problem is, is that you learned how to do all these different link building tactics through your link networks, through Black Hat, through whatever you're doing, that when it comes to actual user experience and user intent and keyword research and conversion rate optimization and understanding the psychology of how people are actually interacting with the content that you're going to be producing, you're not going to be able to do what the white hats have been practicing for years because you've been spending all this time saying, hey, white hats don't know what they're doing. They, there's a way easier way. You're going to be left in the dust because these white hats have been spending all this time figuring out user experience and user in, uh, in, uh, inter uh, uh, intention that you're you're not gonna have any edge and nobody's gonna want to uh, to hire you because you're just you're 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 gonna be irrelevant. Okay, well that's the end of the black hat versus white hat debate for today. <laughs> <laughs> so say in the comments uh, which answer you thought was better. Uh, we're not even gonna disambiguate it. We're just gonna state positions <laughs> and we won't even disambiguate it for you. And you can haggle in the comments because. You know, I, I've noticed, I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but some people on the internet like to comment. And sometimes they like, I don't know, it's weird, but sometimes they like to do so severely. I don't know why they're so <laughs> severe. I have no idea why they would rant online. Not that, not that I would ever rant at all in any way, shape, or form. So say in the comments who, who you thought won that particular debate, the white hat side or the black hat side, and maybe you can discuss the fine points. Wherever you're finding this video, if you're finding this video on, on Chase's stream, my stream, or on the podcast stream site we're going to be setting up and all that stuff, or email us or put it on Twitter and and, uh, and tag us in Twitter and we can continue the debate there. Okay, cool. so I think we got, what, about 10, 15 minutes left there, Chase, you think? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, what are we at right now? We're at like, uh, let's see. 45 p.m.? For me, anyway, Pacific. I so yeah. I think maybe we should move into the what would Google do segment. Okay. And so, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, um, but let's talk about something else we haven't talked about. Uh, let's talk about AMP, Accelerated yes. Mobile Pages. That lovely little thing, Accelerated Mobile Pages. For those of you who don't know what that is, essentially, now I could be getting a little bit wrong, and this might be a, a situation where I might be ranting a little bit. But um, essentially, it's a mechanism by which Google essentially becomes a CDN, and Google stores your mobile content and makes it look like it's being served off your server when actually they've spidered and copied your content and put it on their server so that it's served really fast. And they, in some weird roundabout way, own it in their terms and conditions, and they dictate the design and they dictate uh, what, what, and it, the ways you can monetize the content. And they were really pushing AMP really strongly a, a year, a half ago, maybe two years ago now. And not a lot of people were implementing it. And I thought it was going to go the way of Google Buzz. I thought it was going to get Google Plus. That's what I thought was going to happen to it. And I was quite happy that was going to happen to it because I think it's a terribly unethical, dangerous thing uh, in this day and age where 
or Facebook and Google are controlling the news and the, the things we read, and then suddenly, oh, I don't know, an election happens. I, I won't, you know, and then one side is vilified. Both sides are reading their fake news about each other, each other candidate. It's probably not good for a democracy. I don't know. We'll leave that for another podcast. So the what would Google do segment is what's Google going to do with AMP in the future? Uh, and what's their end game for this thing? They, they, Google, John Mueller just had a hangout about it today. I don't know if you saw it, Chase. Mm-mm. John Mueller just had a hangout about AMP today and how they're going really hardcore with it. And they're really trying to push people to adopt this thing. What is their end game? What is, what is Google doing with this? Well, I mean, they're trying to improve the user experience as much as possible. I've actually been noticing, which is funny that he just created that Hangout and that you're saying he's pushing it so hard because I've actually noticed this. If you look at a lot of the mobile results now, a lot of them are picking up AMP, and a lot of the people who are ranking their articles now have AMP on them. And and, and I think that what that comes down to is AMP's probably a ranking factor on mobile. And then also... Oh, definitely. Uh, Hands yeah, down. Definitely. Especially for news, right? And, and also, I mean, what do you think the bounce rates are on AMP? It's like it's probably so much significantly lower because it's literally an instant load time. And, I'm, and I have AMP on my, on my site, on one of my sites because I'm experimenting with it, and I'm actually getting my pages indexed with AMP on them right now, and they're just like about us pages. So that I really think they're going to be trying to get like literally uh, all these queries, including local, uh, as AMP. Yeah, and so that's a terrible thing. As a consultant... You know, I, every day I tell people whether they should be adopting AMP or not. I get questions. I get emails every day. And it's like, on the one hand, it's like, well, you're giving Google all your information. They tell you how to design it. They tell you how to monetize it. You know, there's big restrictions there. And essentially, they own that content. And you're feeding into their global domination of the world. <laughs> on the other hand, pretty soon, especially if it's a news site or a blog, you're not going to be competitive or it's going to be a, a strike against you if you don't have it. Um, you better have a very fast server if you don't have AMP. Uh, and you're going to, in, in news, straight, like straight news sites, AMP is going to start winning every time when, when people are searching on mobile, which is well over 50% of their searches by now in broad searches. If you haven't done keyword research for your website recently, I would go to AdWords uh, Keyword Planner and do it again and select by mobile, select by desktop, select by the time of year, and you'll be really surprised to see how the trends have changed. Mm. So I don't know. I think their end game is to get global domination. I think their end game is for them to own all that content and to basically own the Internet. They've tried to buy as much of the physical Internet as they can. This is for real. This is what they've done. They've tried to buy as much of the physical Internet as they can in various places. They, you know, they, they owned the Internet connection for Kansas City for the longest time. I don't know if they still do. But I believe they do. Uh, they own huge portions of the Internet backbone, going to Europe, going all these places. They have secret little deals with the NSA about giving them information. Matt Cutts literally quit to do a sabbatical with the Pentagon. With the Pentagon, no less. He didn't go work for Baskins and Robbins. He went to the Pentagon. There's a reason why that is. Eric Schmidt was like this with the Obama administration. Eric Schmidt is the ex-CEO, now the Google, now Alphabet chairman. Of course, all the, all the Google CEOs just moved up to Alphabet. You know, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, uh, uh, and uh, Eric Schmidt, the chairperson. Uh, he was like this with the Hillary administration too. Now they're all, uh, and now they're all SOL. They're all shit out of luck because now Trump got in and they have no connections with that administration whatsoever because they were figuring Hillary was going to win, which is funny because if you use Google to figure out who was going to win the election, it would have told you Donald Trump uh, because since 2000, they've consecutively been able to guess. If you look at the search trends of who searches more, the winner has always searched more since the year 2000. So if you had, and, and Trump had more searches. So if you'd actually used that information, you would have known that Trump was going to win the election. But anyway, it's a side. Well, and if you look at, there's a lot of discussion right now too. The reason why Trump actually won was because of all the digital marketing he was doing. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I called it, watch my TED talk. I called it a year ago today that Trump would win. Why? Because I'm a marketer and I know how marketing works. I know the kind of viral marketing he's doing. Plus the fact that I know that all the people who are voting for them are all the racist uncles. Forgive me if you voted for Trump. All those conservative uncles and aunts who you have funny discussions with uh, at, at, at Thanksgiving, or maybe you don't, you know, those kind of, anyway, those people on Facebook are all angry about 
the Obama conspiracy of him being a Muslim and things like that. You know, whether it's true or not, that's all the news they're reading on Facebook. That's that's what they were all indoctrinated to, to read. So I saw that group and how angry they were. And I'm like, no one else is accounting for this Facebook group going on here. And it yeah. doesn't matter how much Google tries to literally change the search results so that Hillary looks a little bit better, which, <laughs> damn, it, it was to no avail. It didn't work because those people are not getting their information from Google. They're getting their information from Facebook mostly. So what would Google do with AMP? Well, I think... What would Google do if AMP was taken away? So let's say AMP does go the way of Google Plus or Buzz or Wave or so many failed Google projects of the past. What if AMP does go away? What would Google do then? What would be their, their next move? Well, I mean, it's crazy because I think, I think we've been discussing it this whole time. I think it's uh, turning up the rank brain algorithm and then also anything that can improve mobile, because mobile is just becoming more and more popular these days, which is the reason why, really, I think it makes sense that they're, turning, that they're trying to go towards AMP, because, I mean, they just want to keep making the uh, user experience better for people on mobile, because you can see that usually on most analytics, um, that the user experience for mobile isn't as good as uh, desktop. And the reason for that is because even though these people have these responsive themes on their websites, doesn't mean that they're customized well for mobile. And I think that's another reason why Google's probably uh, trying to just take over the mobile experience because they're like, look, these people aren't doing it right. Let's just have our own template that pr is proven to keep people on these pages. Right. They're not doing it right, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. But wait a minute. I'm supposed to be the white hat. Aren't, aren't I supposed <laughs> to be supporting Google here? I You're think, supposed to be... Uh, I think you need to switch to Black Hat, man. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Next week, I'll be Black Hat. That's fine. Okay. I have enough Black Hat friends, and I've done enough Black Hat SEO since 1998. <laughs> I, could, I could probably speak fairly authoritatively, authoritatively to it, except I, wouldn't, I, I, would, I would start going off on other supposed Black Hats and how they're just selling snake oil, and that would get me. There'd be another tweet storm, and people would be angry, and... You're not a real black kid. I've never seen you in Las Vegas conventions. Boo. <laughs> hey, whatever, dude. Anyway, on that note, pay, pay attention for next week when Josh gets into a shouting match with some supposed black cat. Uh, so that's the end of what would Google do. So, uh, you know, we just have a couple minutes left there. Is there anything else you wanted to add in there, Chase? Um, I like what we covered today. I like the uh, the layout of this. I think really what it's going to come down to is people leaving comments because we are going to have. I mean, we have nine viewers now, which is pretty cool. Uh, eight now. Somebody just left, probably because I just mentioned them. They don't. They don't want to be noticed. It's that <laughs> one. They must have been one of those black hats yeah. I just like. <laughs> the one black hat. He's just like, oh god, they're going to find me. Um, <laughs> right. And so I think really what it comes down to is what like we are already talking about is what are people interested in seeing? Are they interested in hearing about this stuff? Uh, you know, we want to create the best podcast slash uh, show possible. So any suggestions you guys can leave, make sure you do that because Josh and I want to uh, really give you some uh, some good uh you know, advice on what, what you can be doing these days. Uh, Josh is really experienced. I'm pretty experienced at doing this stuff, and there's so much we can actually talk about, but it really depends on what you guys are actually interested in. So I appreciate you guys all being here. I appreciate you being here, Josh. Um, hopefully we can uh, do another one of these. I think we're, we're – are we on for next week? Sure. Yeah, we can do next week. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much all I have. What, what about you, man? Do you, you have anything else? I think that's pretty good. And yeah, if you, there's any topics that we're not covering or anything you want us to talk about, by all means, uh, or any, any segments, any themes we can do in future shows, or anybody who wants to be interviewed, or anybody who thinks there'd be a good interview uh, subject that we can interview as well. And we can have guests in here as well. It doesn't have to just be uh, Chase and I talking all the time. And yeah, so put it in the comments and let us know. And um, we're not sure what we're going to do with the video. Like one week it'll be in Chase's stream. It'll be in my stream the next week. Or maybe, you know, what I could do is I could do a screen recording of the whole thing. So it would be a different video technically. I don't know how good the audio quality would be. Well, you know what would be really Black Hat, Josh? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Black Hat, is if you wanted to use something like Wirecast, I just thought of this. You could yeah. restream this on your own channel as a different keyword and we could have the same content since Google can't technically pick up the uh, or YouTube can't technically pick up the meaning of the content um, other than captions but even then it's kind of uh, hard for them to do 
Um, and then you could have it on your channel as something like, you know, Black Hat Techniques 2017. I could have White Hat Techniques 2017. And we could see how that goes. We could even just run it as an experiment to see how that would work as well. And True. One other I know a lot of Black Hats who would be very interested in, in how that, that turned up. I know Black Hats who do crazy YouTube SEO. Uh, they have like yeah. 200,000 YouTube videos with 1 million YouTube accounts. Uh, and they, they do stuff like this. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's ways we can we can figure that out. And uh, maybe I can I can play a blackout one week, maybe. I also think it would be cool to do like experiments and then also things that we can interact with the audience more. It seems like some of the people there, like Professional for Life Marketing, wants a little bit more uh, attention right now. So I apologize that we haven't been talking too much to you guys in the audience. Um, we are trying to get like a feel for how this is actually going to work. But I think another good idea, Josh, would be to like do like on-site audits for people. And then we could, we could actually show these people what we would be looking at in terms of these sites. And that would be something that I don't really see anywhere else where people are just two like people who are really good at SEO going in and doing audits on these sites live for people. I think that would be really cool to do. Yeah, I've done site audits live before a couple of years ago. Uh, I would be happy to do it again. It's, it's tough. It depends on the site. It's tough to get really in-depth, but you can do some surface-level things kind of on a show like this. I, I'd be happy to, uh, to do that. That'd be another good idea as well. And yeah, it looks like it, people... We could conceivably, unless you have to, to, to jump off, we have a couple minutes. Is there other questions that we want to deal with? Or? Well, some, some of the people right now are saying... Um, uh, some, one guy, actually, Stuart Crawford, said that he'd love an audit. Uh, looks like Justin saying... It works great. I don't. We must have been talking about something else before. Um, Probably the 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 video thing, you, the the cast thing you talked about. What did I talk about? <laughs> what did oh, we talk? The, no, I don't. I, I don't know if anybody's ever tried that, man. You think somebody's actually tried that? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm sure. Actually, yeah. actually, dude, there's so much you can do in terms of black hat stuff on YouTube right now. It's crazy. I wouldn't know. I'm just the white hat. <laughs> One of the things I actually uh, noticed, and this is just like one more quick thing before we go, like we should actually probably cut it off here because we, uh, we're going to have to republish this on, on, uh, on our podcast. And I don't know if we're going to be able to keep people's attention for this long. But uh, <laughs> one of the things I actually noticed on YouTube is you can go into your video and edit your captions um, and mention your keywords like by manually replacing them on the first parts of the caption and make sure that they're all legit. And then you can go in and uh, download all those captions and uh, – and remove all the uh, different information around what the captions are given to you by YouTube with Notepad++, and I can show you guys how to do this. Um, and you can take that content and like literally just copy it and then do some edits to it with some header tags and whatnot and repurpose it on your website with a huge content breakdown of the video in literally minutes. Sweet. Yeah. Well, awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was good, though, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me, and, uh, and thank you, everyone else, for joining us. We'll definitely uh, see you again soon in the next uh, – uh, well, I'll be seeing you guys soon, but um, we'll be doing this again in about a week, so we'll see you then. Yeah, let's, let's shoot for Wednesday afternoons. If, if, and, and, and also, if the crowd has an idea of when they'd rather hear this or see this, they have a better day or a better time, by all means, speak up. Uh, and we'll ignore everything you say and just do what we want. <laughs> right on. All right, I'm going to end it, Josh. All right, thanks, Jace. Thanks, well, uh, signing off. I'll see you next time. All right.